Hello, my name is Jessica Robbins. I'm from the great state of Texas. I'm a beautiful creepster, and you're listening to a Paranormal Chicks podcast. I'm Carrie. And we are a Paranormal Chicks. Sinister Sightings 30. Y'all, when we hit the record button, Donna pointed at me like a fucking <laughs> producer, like, go. And I'm like, no, you talk first. <laughs> we're almost on episode 80, and we're on Sinister Sightings 30, and we still don't have this shit down. Mm-mm. If you get the bloopers, you know that we always fuck up the ending. And by we, it's usually me. I don't know. Sometimes, see, what usually happens is when you fuck it up, I'm like, Donna! And then I fuck up. (laughs) You know what? Can you get better and you sit back over here? (laughs) But one thing that I do know for sure. Uh Uh-oh. You just heard Jessica Robbins. She is a beautiful creepster and a member of the Creepinati. If you would like to do an intro like she did... Head on over to patreon.com slash the APC podcast. Okay, you ready? Yep, let's get into it. Okay. Hey, ladies, I love your podcast. You bring so much laughter to my days. That's so sweet. I have had several ghostly encounters throughout my life. Here are a couple of the more memorable ones. When my family moved from Ohio to California, we rented a home in Sunnyvale, California. The house was about 20 years old and in a nice quiet, tree-lined neighborhood. At the time, I was about 10 years old and my sister was 13. Saturday mornings, my sister and I had to help my mom clean the house. Ugh, I did too as a kid. Boring. She didn't say that, I did. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there are cartoons to be watched. Mm -hmm. Cereal to be ate. We had a stereo, turntable, eight-track radio combo in the family room. We would tune the radio to the pop rock station, crank up the volume so we could hear the music throughout the house. We would split up to clean different rooms, and within a few minutes, the radio station would change from the pop rock station to the classical station at the opposite end of the radio dial. What? We would change it back to the pop rock station, and minutes later, it would change again. This continued until we turned off the stereo. My dad thought it was funny and began referring to the spirit as Cedric. In addition to the stereo thing, our front door would randomly open by itself and we would hear light footsteps. The most intense encounter was a Saturday afternoon. My sister and I were fighting and yelling at each other in the hall. In the midst of the fight, a wall vase with artificial flowers flew across the hall and hit the wall near my head. Obviously, we stopped fighting instantly and huddled together in my sister's room until my parents got home. Oh my God. Damn, Cedric was not on your side. Also, did he name Cedric for the entertainer? Possibly. Mm. But Cedric was 100% trying to prove your sister's point. Right? Cedric, you available on weekends? Years later, as an adult, my husband and I were antique shopping in San Juan Bautista, California. Many of the buildings in San Juan Bautista are historical or very old. One of the antique store is housed in what I believe was once a schoolhouse. As soon as I walked in, I felt uncomfortable, like someone was staring at me. The building had been restructured a little on this inside, so there were three separate rooms. The further I got into the building, the more uncomfortable I became. By the time I got to the back of the building, I told my husband I needed to leave because I didn't like the way I felt. 
It feels like bad juju. I turned around to leave, and a wooden plate flew off the wall and landed on the table two to three feet away. I bolted from the building, and it took me about an hour to shake the weird feeling. Love you, ladies. Kelly S. Dang. Those were some fucking angry spirits. <laughs> thought you were going to say angry birds, and I was like, good God, can you stop talking about fucking games? They do throw. You throw the birds. Oh, God, of course you know. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, I have a really quick sinister sighting from today. What? Mm-hmm. Well, when she sent this. Yeah. <laughs> I went downstairs to my mother-in-law's basement last night to do laundry. Mm-mm. And it's kind of dark down there, but there are enough lights to not be scary, so whatever. I got it all in the washer. Then, since I have insomnia, I went to move this stuff to the dryer at like 3 a.m. And the lights would not turn on. Nope. So I noped out of there and decided to ask my mother-in-law today if there's some trick to getting the lights on. She said there's not and that I should change the light bulbs. I'm like, girl, six light bulbs do not all go out at the same time Mm -mm. at 3 a.m. That's the witching hour. (laughs) Isn't it? Oh, my God. This PSA is brought to you by... (laughs) Uncertain Carrie. (laughs) (laughs) She just regurgitates information and she's not sure if it's correct. Question mark. Question mark. (laughs) (laughs) That's the witching hour. Right? (laughs) It's definitely the witching hour. I think. (laughs) Quite possibly. Question mark. (laughs) Definitely heard it. Maybe dreamt it. And woke up at 3 (laughs) a.m.? I decided a fuse must have been blown. And the fuse box is in the basement. Of course it is. And I don't know where in the basement it is. And the basement is like full to the ceiling with God knows what. So I went into the upside down with my little iPhone (laughs) flashlight. (laughs) To see if the washer wouldn't turn on. Proving that it's a blown fuse. But it turned on. And the light still wouldn't? Question mark. (laughs) She said, and I know it's on the same circuit as the lights. So the only thing not working are the lights. Damn. I decided to be a trooper and just throw everything in the dryer as quickly as possible. I don't even know if I pushed the button hard enough to actually turn it on. But the ghost or intruder or whoever is down there can take care of it themselves. So, yeah, I was going to post this in the Facebook group, but I figured I'd inundate you with a flood of emails instead. I'm creeping it real, but I've failed the don't get scared part. (laughs) Still alive at the time of this writing. (laughs) Cat J, or whatever you want to call me. I'm clearly not afraid of being super visible. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. That was funny. Oh, my God. Perfect. Perfect. This one is two creepy stories, including a ghost who really liked water. I'd like to start this off by saying that I'm a new listener, but I am totally addicted to your podcast. For a long time, I'd been looking for true crime and paranormal podcasts that didn't take themselves so seriously. Well, we don't take anything seriously. Wait, what are you saying? That we're not serious podcasters? I mean, we're not. Yeah, I mean, that's an accurate statement. So, very... (laughs) Intuitive and no, what, fuck. Yeah. 
No. That's right. Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. Tally for you. (laughs) Okay. I suffer from chronic lack of sleep, so making sure I could listen to something upbeat and fun during my commute is essential. You guys are awesome. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Okay. My story takes place at my ex's house. Well, that's sinister enough. Oh, fuck. We had been together for four years. We began dating my senior year of high school. The home she lived in with her parents when we first met was at the end of a dead-end street and directly in front of a cemetery. You could literally see tombstones from her living room windows. It was ridiculously creepy. She always mentioned her home was haunted, but I didn't notice. They moved, and their house was on a much busier street, let more light in, and was totally adorable. However, soon after they moved, she began to mention that their new house was also haunted. I still didn't see it. Until one day, I did. Oh, fuck. I was lying in her bed one afternoon. She was outside smoking a cigarette with a mutual friend. I had a headache and therefore didn't want to be outside due to seasonal allergies. Next to me on her dresser was a cup of water with ice. I was just laying in bed enjoying the cool air, the dim room, and the quiet, and all of a sudden, I noticed the water inside the glass began stirring itself. Uh Uh-uh. Yes, literally stirring itself. At first, it took me a while to process what the heck I was looking at. It looked as if someone had taken a spoon and began stirring it. However, there was no spoon and there was no sight of anyone around. I bolted out of that room. So another day, we decided to skip school, which we did quite often. Her parents owned a restaurant and they were always gone from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. and sometimes even later. Her dad was the manager and her mom was the head chef, so we knew we were in the clear. We walked into her home, and on our way to her bedroom, you had to pass the kitchen. In the kitchen, there was a breakfast bar with two chairs, which we walked past and placed our backpacks in said chairs. We went to her room and grabbed our bong and got ready for Netflix and chill pretty much the rest of the day. We went back into the kitchen, and on the breakfast bar, we placed the bong, our lighter, and preferred herbs. Feel free to add this out if you'd like. (laughs) She then asked if maybe we should change, which I agreed to do. We went back into her bedroom. As we were about to change out of our uniforms, we hear the front door open. Now, her home is old, and the wooden floors were creaky. We heard footsteps coming towards the kitchen immediately. They were slow and deliberate, almost too slow. They were heavy, too. Although her room was passing the kitchen, my first thought was to gasp and whisper, Oh my God, your dad. She mentioned to me to be quiet and stay still. The only things running through my head was all of our belongings on the counter and how we'd never hear the end of it. For sure, we'd be in more trouble than we'd ever been. The footsteps continued past the living room, and then they walked into the kitchen. At this point, I am freaking out, silently, of course. My eyes are wider than they've ever been. I'm terrified. My ex goes, they're heavy like a man's, right? You think it's my dad? To which I replied, well, maybe he forgot something. We listened. For sure, we assumed once he saw our possessions, he'd scream her name the way he always did when he was upset. However, the footsteps went into the kitchen. They walked over to the sink, and nothing was said. At this point, the sink turns on. We hear fumbling through plates, the clink clackety ceramic and glass hitting each other sound. After a few seconds, the sink shuts off, and the footsteps stop. We wait motionless for what felt like 30 minutes. In reality, I'm sure it must have been about two. 
But there were no more footsteps, no more sounds, nothing. We look at each other like, what the fuck? Of course, being the genius I am, I whisper, call him. So she gets her phone, calls her dad, and puts it on speaker. There was no ringing or voices coming from the house. However, remember the footsteps never walked back out. There was only one door leading outside, and we would have heard them leave. He answers, sounding hurriedly, and asks if she needs anything. She answers no, just calling to check in and see where he's at. He says, at the restaurant, it's almost a lunch rush. She's like, oh, okay, okay. What about mom? Is she there too? He's like, are you up to something? What the hell is wrong with you? (laughs) Of course she's here. (laughs) He says, we're busy, but if you need something, call us after lunch. He clicked. He also wasn't the nicest person, but that's another thing. LOL. At this point, we decided to walk out to the kitchen. We're walking slowly, terrified of what we might see. She walks in front of me. Everything looks in place. Our bags and belongings were untouched. The only thing that we noticed differently was a freshly poured glass of water on the counter. No, it wasn't there when we first walked in the house because it was not only an incredibly noticeable and obvious spot, but it also had little beads of condensation running down the glass on the outside. There was no one else in the house. This was definitely not an isolated incident, and we often heard other footsteps throughout the house, especially near my ex's room. Our dog eventually began barking at it and following things around the room. Sometimes he'd jump off the bed at 3 a.m. to growl at random corners. He was the most docile and sweet dog ever, so it was very unlike him. We tried to get in touch with it once by playing with the Ouija and kind of succeeded. She and the dog even saw an apparition once. I remember seeing shadows, a lot of missing and misplaced items, the front door opening constantly when no one else was home. There was just so much energy in that house. I'm glad we're not together anymore. Here's my other one. This one also takes place at my ex's house. At the time, we had a puppy that would hop out of bed in the middle of the night and start chasing and barking at things we couldn't see around her room. We would also hear her floors creaking and footsteps around, but never experienced anything directly except these two times. The first time was on a day we were off work. We were looking to grab a bite to eat, but since her mom had just gotten home from working at the restaurant she owned, she was exhausted and, like usual, we knew she'd lay down and not need her car the rest of the night. So we figured we would ask her if we could borrow it to go eat, and that way we wouldn't have to take the bus. We started getting ready. My girlfriend said she would go ask her mom and that she'd be right back. I said, perfect, because I need to take a quick shower anyway. I went into the bathroom in her room, hopped in the shower, and after being in there for what could have been about five minutes, I meant it when I said quick, (laughs) I realized that I didn't have my towel and I'd left it on the bed. It was a stupid mistake, but quickly got over the thought of it and figured I'd just dry myself off in her bedroom. However, I heard her bedroom door open, so I thought, perfect, I can just have her bring it to me. Her door closed, I heard footsteps, so I immediately said, babe, and I got no response. The footsteps continued to walk across her bedroom, and again I said, Babe, can you bring me my towel? And still got no response. I thought it was very unlike my girlfriend at the time to just flat out ignore me, so I called her name and asked again for my towel, and this time I remember specifically looking at the space under the door and distinctly recall what looked like someone standing in her bedroom towards her dresser. I could see it very well because I always had the dim lights on in the bathroom and the lights in her bedroom was so very bright so from the shower I could see very well the shadows in the space under the door. The space under the door was about an inch and a half tall. I remember the footsteps walking to her dresser, the drawer opening, some shuffling in the drawer, 
and footsteps turning around and walking out of her bedroom and closing the door. Before she left again, I called her name and very passive-aggressively asked for my towel. I got no response. This struck me as odd, but I went ahead, stepped outside, dried myself off, and put my clothes on and sat on her bed. At this point, I was upset at her for ignoring me. When she came in, she flashed the keys at me and said, All right, let's go. I immediately began berating her and asked her why she ignored me when she came in earlier. She had absolutely no idea what I was talking about. She told me she had not been back in her room since she left and had sat on her mom's bed for those few minutes to have a quick chat about her mother's day. I was shocked. She even said, you can go ask her if you want. So I did just that. Her mom again confirmed that she hadn't moved since she came in and that no one had gotten home. Her mom's bedroom was near the front door, so she would have heard someone come home. It was me, her mom, and my girlfriend who were home the entire time. I don't believe her mother had any reason to lie to me, and neither did my girlfriend, as handing me my towel would have taken her four seconds at most. The weirdest part of all is that her door is tricky to open. The floorboards were damaged on the part directly below the frame. Only people who were in the house often knew how to open it as quickly and as effortlessly as whoever or whatever did when it came in when I was in the bathroom. This was me, my ex, her parents, and little sister. It required that you lift push, and turn the doorknob all at the same time. Otherwise, it just wouldn't open. This would be a challenge for anyone who hadn't done it like 3,000 times by then. What do you guys think? It was definitely a weird experience. Whoa. Yeah. Damn, that's crazy. I wonder, like, if she thinks that her, like, her first house was haunted, and then the second one, clearly it's something following them, you Mm -hmm. know? That is scary to see someone in that room. Mm Mm-hmm. To where, I mean, it's not scary because she thought it was her girlfriend, mm-hmm. but then to be like, oh, no, 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 I saw someone in there, but yeah. you're saying it wasn't you. Right. Mm-mm. Dang, that was a good one. Yes. Oh, my gosh. This one's called To Infinity and Beyond. Hi, Donna and Carrie. Thanks for following me on Insta because it led me to your hilarious podcast, and I've been binging it ever since. And I've been listening to a lot of the Sinister Sightings episodes. And while I'm grateful I've never had contact with a malevolent spirit, I think something happened back around my 12th birthday. I'm 21 now. Ooh, what was it? (laughs) She's going to tell us. (laughs) So right before my 12th birthday, my dad's father became really ill and had to be hospitalized. We made the drive to see him up to Chicago. My family lives in Virginia. And for the first couple of days, we stayed with my mom's parents. A few days later, after my grandpa had actually passed, we stayed in his old condo since it was empty. Very sorry for your loss. My dad's family all felt bad that this was happening around my birthday. I didn't mind. Don't like birthdays anyway. So we all got together at a restaurant for a little celebration and presents. My little brother would have been about five at the time, so my uncle and aunt gave him a remote control Buzz Lightyear car so he wouldn't feel left out. This thing was pretty basic. It was probably like a foot long, and the remote control had two buttons, one to go backwards and forward and one to turn, and an antenna. That night, after the mini celebration, my mom, brother, and I went to bed in the guest room in my grandpa's condo, and my dad slept on the couch straight down the hall. I remember I was sleeping on the floor by the wall next to the bed, and I was woken up in the middle of the night because I heard the car wheels whirring. 
I got freaked out because everyone was asleep, and so no one would have reasonably been touching the remote. So I tried to go back to sleep. The next morning, my dad woke up and found the cart next to him on the couch. What? He laughed it off, but joked that my grandpa was sending him a message. I cannot explain how that car traveled down the hallway on its own. And up on a couch. Mm-hmm. Fast forward, and we're home in Virginia a few weeks later. I used to get up early before my family, like 6 a.m., to go play games on the family desktop in the basement. <laughs> oh, yeah. Our basement was filled with old toys and junk, as in stacked a foot or two high, can't see the floor field. As I was playing on the computer one morning, I heard the car whirring again. I turned around in the computer chair and saw the car on the top of the pile of junk and the wheels were moving. Mm -mm. I turned off the computer, ran upstairs, and slammed the door. I kept telling my mom that there was no way that the car should have moved. But she said the remote must have gotten stuck on somewhere. How the heck did it only move those two times? Mm -hmm. Anyway, thanks for reading. Love the podcast, Creep It Real Ladies, Cameron. Wow. What in the Toy Story is going on there? Right? Oh my god, uh-uh. That toy went rogue. It's not supposed to come to life with you around. No. Did you ever watch that movie, Christine, by Stephen King? Mm-mm. It's where, a, like, an 18-wheeler is possessed or whatever. It always freaked me out. No, I've never seen it. Well, it I've never seen out. anything. Well, those were so freaking good. Yes. Thank y'all so much for sending them in. Keep them coming. You can send them to us a couple of ways. Aparanormalchicks at gmail.com is our email, or you can go to our website, www.aparanormalchicks.com, and there's like a contact us thing, and you can send it in there, and it sends it to our email. Yep. All the business things. Yep. We absolutely love getting these emails. Yes. Learning about y'all's lives, lives, however you say it. <laughs> <laughs> and it helps me with my reading, apparently. <laughs> I mean, apparently not, because it's episode 30, and I... Poor Will. The shit he has to edit us out. <laughs> what? He has to... What? <laughs> <laughs> Poor Will. The shit he has to edit us out. Oh, he has to... Yeah, that didn't make sense. <laughs> Exhibit A. Yes. <laughs> so, again, thank you so much for sending them in. Keep them coming. Aparanormalchicks at gmail.com. Ambient stories. Oh, and you know Donna still wants her ambient stories. I do. I do. Y'all, school is starting back. You know you're going to the PTA meetings. Just be like, does anyone take Ambien here? Anyone got any stories to tell? It could be anonymous. Oh, Lord. Y'all remember. <laughs> Creep it real and, and don't, don't get, get scared. scared.